Good morning. Herb Oscar Anderson. Welcome to the Return of the Morning Mayor podcast. My name's John, and I am here with two lovely ladies who are going to be your main hosts, Carla and Suzanne. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello, John. How are you today? I'm great. This has been one heck of a ride, and we actually had a first episode recorded once before, and we decided after completing this project that we definitely had to redo it for a multitude of reasons. One is that we've gotten to know each other a lot better, and I think we're just better at talking. But also, number two, this project turned into much more than we had planned. So we kind of have to recalibrate and bring you, the listener, up to speed as to what this is, why we're doing it, and what you can expect during this whole series one or season one of the return of the morning mayor. So Carla... Yes. Spoiler alert, your father is Herbert Oscar Anderson. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say that. Yes, he's my dad. And he was the morning mayor. He was the number one listened to morning radio show DJ for quite a while. Uh, and this generation of folks from the 1960s, which I guess that would make them octogenarians by now, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of them are in their, they're, are in their 80s. They deserve to hear about what, what was going on, you know, off the mic as much as on the mic. So tell us about your dad. Well, my dad was Herb Oscar Anderson, uh, was New he? York morning mayor. Your dad was who? Herb Oscar Anderson. Who's that guy? Well, he's, he's the number one disc jockey in New York City in the 60s. That's who he is, John. There we go. One for me. Yes, he was on WABC. Uh, in New York, the top station, and he was the morning drive time guy, and he was well loved and well uh, followed. Well, well followed. Well followed. Yes, and he was, uh, as we're going to hear quite a bit, he was not your regular disc jockey. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, rock and roll disc jockey, I should say. But yeah, Herb Oscar Anderson, HOA all the way. Everyone that we approached about this podcast was so overwhelmed and appreciative that they would have a few minutes to speak about him. So it's just in a testament to who he was and his admirers, uh, both professionally and as listeners. Yes. And uh, m me, I was, let me see, I was only, I was born when he first got on WABC in 1960, and I was eight when he got off the air, but I never lived any of this. So I learned quite a bit about my dad and uh, his role on on the radio. So so this all really, you know, I remember when we first sat down, you were trying to find out why people were so connected with your father. Yes. Because from what you could remember from when you were eight was that he was doing the boring stuff, commercials. That was all you ever heard was commercial, commercial, commercial. I think what you have to realize is that he was a trusted spokesman for so many people. At seven minutes now to 10 o'clock, uh, here on the Herb Oscar Anderson Show, good morning. 49 sunny degrees will be our 10 o'clock temperature reading. Fussy about meats and vegetables, enjoy the best of Dan's. You'll know the difference the minute you taste it. 
Tastes better because it is better. This week, Dan's is featuring U.S. government-inspected famous brand oven-ready rock Cornish game hens for 39 a pound. And how about large, hard, ripe slicing tomatoes bulk for 35 a pound? So rock Cornish game hen 39, slicing tomatoes 35 a pound. Dan's Supreme Supermarkets. Come see, honestly, isn't this worth shopping for? Every walk of life, literally, listen to your father. You had doctors, lawyers, policemen. You had politicians, you had housewives, and a lot of them. And I'd like to remind you once again, gals, before we leave you this morning, that uh, Monday, I want you to come with me and we're going to have a great big party. What we're going to do is we're going to have an April Fool's Day party. We're going to see Peter Sellers' brand new movie, The Party, and lunch will be on Herb Oscar. I want you to come now with a crazy hat or a crazy outfit because we're going to have a lot of great prizes to give away uh, to some of those who uh, look as though they're dressed for a party. So that's April Fool's Day now, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll pick 100 cards at random. Now, this is a little bit late. We got a little late notice on this, so you do it right now. What we will do is we will pull out 100 cards, and then we'll, we'll, we will notify you, and you take six friends and neighbors, kind of get a little uh, neighborhood party together, and then come on to the theater, and uh, we'll see the new movie. We will have lunch. We'll have a chicken box lunches for everybody. And great big free prizes for the craziest hats and costumes. And Peter Sellers' new movie, The Party. So you just uh, do that right now. Put the name and address on a card and get it in right away now. It's imperative you do it right now, okay? We're running late. Herb Oscar, good day to you. Goodbye. God bless you. I thank you so very much. They were, they were sharing life with him. Yeah. That's a big part of life. It's, you know, 6 to 10, drive time, is the beginning of the day for most of our country and is definitely being the day for most of New York city. So it blew up from there and watching you guys, I guess watching this whole thing unfold and having you really learn this, learn more of the story. Is it safe to say that you've found out why everyone was connected to your father? Yes. Yes. I, I can honestly say I've put all the puzzle pieces together. I have a better understanding of my father on the radio. I have a better understanding of my father as a man. He was very complicated. So I have, uh, I can honestly say I have, I'm at peace. I, I know more about my dad and I, I feel good about what I've learned about him. And his story is worth telling. Yes, his story is you know, 1934 and the Depression. I mean, how how happy can you be about that? And uh, his father passing away and ending up in an orphanage and the stories and the things that he went through really changed him. And um, he did have one glimmer of hope was music and singing. And that carried him through his whole life. That was his uh, go-to. You know, there's something I've learned through this, and I don't want to speak for you, Carla, and, and maybe I'm wrong in my perception of, I guess, what I think made him so magical to people is, and again, it's when you hear the whole story, it sort of comes full circle, but um, there, there, there's one story that we'll get to further into the podcast with one of our guests, but it talks about how there was a terrific storm happening um, down in Florida and your dad came in and he just started talking to the, the listeners. Um, and while there was horrific things going around outside, he just 
sort of acted as if it was just another day. And he calmed people. I think he relaxed people. Now, be it the sound of his voice, the the um, uh, pace of his tone. His or cadence. His cadence. His cadence and his style, you know, I think he seemed to always have a smile on, although you couldn't see him. You could you could hear his smile through the microphone. Uh, he seemed to have a very positive approach to things and kind of like a father would say to the child, hold my hand, everything is going to be okay. And the ironic part for me is he never had a father to hold his hand to tell him everything was going to be okay. And, you know, did he develop that style or that calm about him? Although maybe he didn't feel it in his heart, he projected it and you know, wh- why did that happen? You know, was it because he didn't have one and he just became that person? Um, I don't know the answer to that. No one will know. But I just feel like he was the type of guy that was, he took charge, whether you wanted him to or not, and everything was just going to be okay. It's it's funny, <laughs> the exact words that you said. There was a disc jockey on WABC, and he said, whenever your father was on the air, Everything was going to be okay. The exact words that you just said right there. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But I think that's, that's what I've, I've learned from this, you know, and, and to top it off, it, he didn't have an air about him. You know, when you met him, you didn't know what he did. I mean, he didn't act like he was anyone important or certainly any more important or any more interesting than you were, um, and it didn't matter who you were, you know, um, which I think, again, he was very well grounded. And I think that naturally people that are well grounded, I think, have have a different perspective, uh, different outlook on things. And I don't know. But my, my two cents is that's what I've learned. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the listeners will learn as well. Well, also, too, it's just such a great story that no matter what's thrown in your way, you can always climb over it, get up that mountain. It's up to you to decide you're going to want to do this. And that's pretty much my father. He didn't have anybody helping him. It's a story of inspiration. Exactly. From beginning to end. So um, let's talk about what people are going to hear in these next episodes. Yeah. I mean, I guess a sneak preview would be, um, you know, a little more about his career, uh, but more so Obviously, he's not here to tell it. So it's coming from people that worked with him in the industry. So his peers that very much respected him. Some of them had actually worked with him or met with him um, on occasion. I think some of them probably, I don't want to say copied his style, but admired him so much that it helped them to have a career in radio. So we definitely have some really great DJs coming up. Um, My brother. Her brother, huge John James of Dynasty and Colby's. Yeah, we're just going to talk stories about my dad, and you know, he he was human. (laughs) He was human. Um, We don't want to put him too far up on the pedestal. Your brother's your brother's episode really does. I mean, anybody who might have had your dad on on a on a high pedestal brought him back to. You're right, human, and that's the thing that's really neat about this whole podcast and all these episodes you don't usually get to know a disc jockey or a DJ you hear on the radio. You might know them personally. Some of us have got friends that are DJs, but you mean 99% of the time, listen, the job of a DJ is the most lonely place on the planet. Unless you're on a morning show with a team, you're just sitting by yourself in a room talking to yourself. Yeah. 
yeah, for four hours at a time. And that, you know, what people think being a DJ is versus what actually being a DJ is, is too, com- I mean, yes, there's fun parts, but that's like a smidgen of what you're actually doing. You know, you get the perks, you get some, you get some free stuff here and there. You get, you get notoriety if somebody knows you and you're popular or what's worse is if they don't like you and you're on the air, then you get like the bad notoriety. You know what I mean? It could be anything The the, um, the thing was that your dad managed to connect with every walk of life, which I think I already mentioned, but he really did. So that being said, with so many folks who, who could relate with your father and who would benefit from this story, I think, spoiler alert, that this should be made into a movie of sorts. Well, funny thing you should say that, but I've been working on this, Sue and I, for the last, what, two, two three years. The script is done. Uh, from his beginnings in 1934 all the way up until uh, in the 1960s. And it takes uh, twists and turns in how he got to where he wanted to be, New York Radio. And uh, like we said, it is a very uplifting story. Yes, some of it in the beginning is a little bit uh, dreary, uh, but hey, that's his story. You've got to tell good, bad, and everything. So, yeah, Sue and I have been doing this, and we've been trying to get people interested in it, and we just keep sort of running up against the wall. Yeah, it's hard now, and I think I can take credit for the brainchild of the podcast, which yes. we're not quite sure what will come of it. But, you know, it's to me, uh, reading something on paper is a little flat, a little static, and I think that having a conversation about this is a little more dynamic, and... um hopefully can bring back to life or resurrect, you know, not only your dad's story, but as part of your dad's story, you know, what was happening in that time. And, you know, it's an interesting time of life. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of interest, you know, and as, as we all sit and, and look at something, you know, y- you can be inspired through music and yeah. sound. And, you know, there's, there's great, great music from the 60s that, you'll hear, you'll hear a little bit of it and hopefully it will jog your memories. And for me, I, I mean, I wasn't born until 69, but obviously I would hear some of the music and, and, and I'm older now, but it, uh, it still rings a bell to me. So as I hear these older songs, you know, it's, Hey, I've got a playlist now of all the, all the uh, performers that we've spoken with over the past few months, but it's a, it's a great time, you know? So it's, I think it's an uplifting story. I think hopefully the podcast will be uplifting to the listeners and will generate some interest in your dad's story, help us to get this project launched and also have the listeners kind of in their own right, go back to that point in time and have a little fun with it and uh, listen to the music. And, and we do have a lot of fun. Yes. It isn't all, it isn't all just chit chat and uh, you know, you know, melancholy remembrances. This is really a, uh, people are happy to talk about what it was like and you're going to get a really up close and personal experience with, some of the top names from the 1960s, I was blown away. So, so side note, listeners, I was there for the beginning of this, and then I came down with a shingles in my eye. So I was kind of like, I wasn't on the bench for a minute. And I, I'm, I'm getting all these reports of these incredible bands that my dad forced me to listen to in the car on the way to the dump every Saturday. That's what we did. I'll go to the dump and I listen to all, you know, the Letterman, 
you know the Duvels, the Duvels, all I mean, Crystals, all Chubby Checker, all of it. Like, like they're not that you guys have talked. Are you are you supposed to get up? Is is he alive? Chubby Checker? No. Well, actually, we talked to Joey D. Joey D. Was who was the amazing. who was the original Twist guy? No, Chubby Peppermint Checker Twist. The peppermint, the peppermint twist. twist, or you know, twist and shout, or not twist. Well, I'm gonna mess this up. I'm sorry, but I don't know. Uh, you'll well, you'll well, hear Chubby it. Checkers, I know, was in the late '50s. He was the original twist. And he was then the original the, twist. The Peppermint Lounge opened up in New York City, was just sort of a, a nightclub, and Joey D got in there and started entertaining. And that, like overnight, it became a Hollywood. Mecca. How silly is Social that light. from a yeah. dance? That they're, whoop, 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 whoop. they're just they're just twisting their bodies on the. I would advise everybody to look up Joey D and the Peppermint Twist. On Joey UT. D and the and, pre- and the Peppermint Twist. We'll check it out. And you cannot believe how this man moves. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah amazing. So, so it 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 is you know a lot of fun stories. A lot of great a great. Um, I don't know. It, it paints a really good mental picture of the time and everybody should have their own experience as they listen to this. But I think uh, at the end of it, it's very, very uplifting and re- very rejuvenating and uh, but, a, ton, a ton of fun. But as, as John says, dun, dun, dun. Uh, 80 years old, you don't have to be 80 years old to listen to this, because let me tell you that, uh, you know, the CDs were big, but albums are coming back stronger. And radio uh, is so different than what you young people are, in, are listening to. Uh, you really would get quite an education listening to this podcast of what radio was. Right. It was something. So you don't have to be 80 years old. And I also want to say thank you to John and to Husak School for doing this, um, to taking us in under their wing. And John, you're doing a super job just editing um, all our bloopers out, which are many, more bloopers than anything, and then adding in actual pieces of my father's show where you will get to hear him do a commercial. Uh, My father was very, very talented singer, which nobody knew because back at that time you could not self-promote. Like you see everybody on TV now saying, yeah, I just got a cookbook out or something like that. But at that time, because of the payola scandal, nobody was saying anything. And my dad had this wonderful album, which John will be inserting. Yes, you'll be hearing bits and pieces yeah. from that. So, John, uh, thank you for everything that you're done on this, because we know you've been under the weather. And but what we've heard, it's been fantastic. You've done a great job. And <laughs> my, my ears worked, but not my eyeballs. Yeah. That was the problem. Well, that's, that's the thing with this. You have to be able to, to see. Yeah, thank goodness that they're working now, though. I mean, yes. So thank goodness you're okay. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Well, listen, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. When I was a little feller, my papa used to say to me, Son, you'll find that happy feelings A simple technicality Now that you can reach the ceiling And you're husky as can be Ma says your voice is getting lower 
it's time for physiology. Our roses are red. 